0: I am unashamed. What about you?
1: That's a weird people out there. I'm
0: glad (laughs) we're real normal. There's a lot of twisted (laughs) (laughs) individuals running around out here on planes. Your
1: wife bought that, not
2: me. I mean, no, Dan probably bought that. That was probably a Dan. I don't know whether it was that that word, then there were those words. Dan is usually the one that stocks our setting here. And
0: on the side, if you turn it like this, you say contains no. Polystyrene foam. <laughs> I guess ready, set, go with with the no, with no
2: foam, no <laughs>
0: polystyrene. I
2: guess okay. Well, so What's you don't cups. Styrene? So Dad says, be careful. Or you'll end up in my. You'll wind up in uh, my sermon. Yeah, I like. I that.
1: realize you are taping this. This is all bonus material. Yes.
2: <laughs> Look at my cup, dude. Look what I got. This was hmm. from a Secret Service agent that listens to our show. But it's since a... you're not in the Secret Service. Yeah, but I'm drinking coffee out of a Secret Service mug, so. You'll
0: find out. I got that going You'll on. find out about people everywhere but with us. With us. Secret. <laughs> <laughs> we live in secrecy. It's a service. Can, can you keep a secret? <laughs> <laughs> are you making five a spiritual
2: <laughs> application? So, are we the secret? So I guess we, we are. are the secret because we know the secret of eternal life. But I've and actually, we're in service to it. That's pretty good. Well, but where was that? There's,
1: there's when Jesus did the Sermon on the Mount. I've always noticed that he he mentioned three times when he got to the end about fasting, praying. What was the other one? And giving. It was like. The father who sees what is done in secret. He keeps saying that. Yeah. He's like, don't, when you pray, don't go stand on the corner and blast off and show everyone how great, trying to be great, a show great boat, you are. But He's like, but go in your closet and pray, and they're your father who sees what is done in secret. I've, so had, I some guess people, I've
2: had some readers, funny you brought that up because I haven't included it in the listener questions, but I've had lately about three different listeners ask us about prayer but uh two of them said they have a problem like s- keeping their focus like when they start praying then they wander off and start thinking about everything else which I, I told one of them I responded to but I said look that's kind of common but you got to look at prayer as more a conversation I think just with the Almighty it doesn't have to be you know formal. I'm gonna help you out today All right. Some I, reasons,
0: you know when you get about 75 your 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 prayer is almost constant well, that's kind uh, of how before I you put your head before you sleep. My, my, I have I have a constant prayer that always is about the same thing.
1: Thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. It's a prayer of thanks, right? But when other people pray, I mean, how many prayers have you heard in your life?
2: Thousands. Thousands. How, how many
1: do you remember? Not many. Same as sermons. Yeah. This sermon I heard the other night. They had a uh, a live revival for like three days during the week. And uh, Missy and I, we've gone to it before. And they had, what got my attention is they had this Robert Madue, which I'd heard him a, a couple of years ago in Nashville at a worship conference.
2: That's the one that and Phyllis and Tony had heard. Well, before, this guy. Before they met us, they heard him, and he was talking about if you're in his sermon, they were out there listening. They were, they didn't know about us yet. They're still looking. And he talked about not giving up on your pursuits and whatever, but it spoke directly to them and where they were in that moment. This guy you're talking about, this weird I dude I like this guy. And then they were like, and then right after that is when they found us. So they were like, they took that as a, you know, that was meant for them. But it was the I same mean, guy you're talking I've about. I've been
1: in Jesus long enough to know that it's not him. It's, it's the spirit. Right. It's God uses he's just the best people. people. Yeah. But I like it because he's relatable, kind of funny, entertaining. So it, you know, it keeps your attention. But he brought up that point. His he did a sermon on John eleven and twelve, and it was called Unspoken Sermons. But he made that illustration, the difference in listening and hearing. Which I thought about the Matthew thirteen, you know, when they got into the discussion about why Jesus uses parables, which is people don't really talk about that. I mean, I'd like to hear y'all's take. He's uh, let me read it, and y'all. Y'all tell me what you think. Because while, you, while you're there,
0: one of the things that if you if you ever want to say you listen to what Jesus said, he's the model. And I said, Jesus said. After the after his uh, the Beatitudes, the last little statement, one of the last little statements he said is, "Give the give to the one who asks you, and do not do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you." And I gave him a little update. I said, "There's a redneck lives about a mile from me, and his yard is littered with equipment, all kinds of equipment." I said, most of that equipment belongs to me. I said, he didn't steal it. It's in his yard. I said, he just forgot to bring it back. I said, so Jesus said, long to give the ones who want to borrow from me. Well, I hadn't even walked out the door, and uh, some dude come walking up that was in the audience, and he said, said, Jesus said, long to the ones who want to borrow from me? I said, yeah, that's what he said. He said, I, I need $20. I'm, I'm running low this week. <laughs> so I thought, well, he said, and, just <laughs> "He said, and you, and you said, if I ask you for 20, he said, Jesus said, you know, give it to me. I said, I got my billfold out. I got out two dollars bills. I hand them to him. I said, that's what he said. I said, now look, if you go drink this up with wine or whiskey, I said, it's on you. I said, plus, when you borrow something, I said, you you bring it back. I said, you're going to pay me back? He said, oh, I'll pay you back. Has he paid you back yet? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> so, so. He must have forgot <laughs> that you gave it to Well, look, he, he was not, hearing. He didn't, no. he didn't so, slick me. He this, just, this is my point. He said, you said, Jesus you've said, loan to the ones who borrow You tapped me. on the sermon. It's kind of like our kids, you know, when you're raising up. He was hearing you but he wasn't necessarily listening. There's a difference. And, and my point is, that's what happens in sermons, because the guy was preaching, and he's like, I've had people come up and say, that was the best sermon you've ever preached. And he's like, well, that was probably the best time you ever listened. <laughs> it's a two-way street. I mean, you can just come in there and let it go over your head or yeah. for some reason not participate. So out of all the thousands of sermons that I've heard and that you've heard, if you made me get it down to the most memorable ones, it'd be less than 20. But really? there's about 20 that I'll think back. Of course, this was one of them. It was one of the 20, and he's he's got another one inside the top 20. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. Because he preached, the last time I heard him, it was that water to the wilderness. And look, it wasn't like he'd come up with something that was not there in the Bible. But I just never thought about, you know, Jesus has this moment. He gets the Holy Spirit. He, he, God gives him his identity there when he said, I mean, he didn't have to do that. He did that for us. But he's like, this is my son whom I love, and I'm well pleased. And I love the spiritual application of that to us when, when we're baptized of God declaring that. We yeah. give the Spirit, and that's where your identity comes from. I mean, God said, "This is my son, or this is my daughter," yep. and so it's like the greatest moment, or or one of the greatest moments, I guess, the virgin birth, and then this happening because he gets the spirit, and starts his three year ministry, and what's the next thing that happened? Forty days in the wilderness. Well, that can't be an accident. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what happens to us when you find. That's why Jesus, the guy that
0: wrote you the letter of the other day he said. He basically was saying, "But I'm still addicted to porn, and i'm still, still struggling. i mean I, I'm not well, deserving I'm not deserving of, of of being called a son of god right I, I'm, I'm too sinful he he ha- He was having a hard time realizing he was clean and he had a fresh start yep. and he had imperishable seed in him, the spirit he he he, he just thought it would all go away. Well, that's
2: why I've what amended. he forgot
0: it. He, he forgot the forty days in the wilderness. In the wilderness. That's so.
1: why I've amended. That's why I've amended my approach to the fundamental principles that I'm sharing somebody with. I mean, we have the good news of Jesus, and we usually are sharing people with people, and we're like, it solves your problems. And for years, we would we had these three problems that it solves. You had sin because of the death on the cross, and you have physical death we well, you have the resurrection well that third one i've heard different variations of that but usually it's like sinning again and struggling with sin or you know as a christian could you still mess up but to me that's sin the the blood of jesus on the cross mm-hmm. still takes care of that right. just because we can't wrap our minds around that i mean i i believe that jesus when he died for your sins he he died for them past, present, and future. You are correct. he knows your heart. So don't make another category out of something we've already addressed. So I've made that third problem spiritual warfare, which is my point here. That is a problem because when you declare Jesus as Lord, the spiritual forces of evil are coming, especially Mm -hmm. if you're making that evil world uncomfortable. You go out and you start speaking or you go back to your friends. Oh, I've changed. Once you declare that to them, what's going to happen?
0: They're not going to like it. Look at the Apostle Paul before and after, and you say before he was just wide open, a bloodthirsty killer. Yep. I mean, bringing people out, putting them in jail, having them stoned to death. You know, I mean, men of renown. You know, Stephen. I mean, you know, <laughs> sent by God, and he's there saying, "Kill him!" You know, "Kill him." Well, all of a sudden. He's on the other side of the thing. And now he's the son of God. And he did say, look, I'm the I'm the worst of worst to do what I was doing. But he just said, forgetting what's behind. I'll just go forward. That's what you're talking about, Jace. All exactly. you can do is go forward. It is a battle. So he had a bigger battle after all of it. After he became a son of God, than he did before.
1: Exactly. Well, the the sermon I heard the other night. So he starts off in John twelve because he there's a there's the same point is here. Well, you remember what happened in John eleven, which that was kind of the meat of the sermon. He he's going in reverse, so just stay with me. But he goes to John twelve, and he he reads that, and one of his unspoken sermons was actually what Jesus was doing at their house. Which she made a point about that for you to welcome Jesus or for him to want to come hang out at your house, there's something in the way you carry yourself in your life that that's an unspoken sermon when you think about it. It is Of all the people, it is. That there's something welcoming about you that Jesus is going to go hang out there. Mm-hmm. That, that's a good thing. The hospitality, whatever that was involved. So they're there well we know Lazarus had just been raised and so then you you have this this introduction of, of Judas you know basically <laughs> you know John is upset at Judas's take on here's Mary pouring out this perfume, which seems like a strange act before Jesus's resurrection but if you kind of think about what just happened, she she's been doing some listening. To what Jesus is saying, because her brother was dead, and you're now having a party. They were basically having a party and the celebration, which I've never been to one of these parties, the celebration was the resurrection of a family member. Like right now. Yeah. That that would be a that'd be a good party to guess. <laughs> <A big, big laughs> so party. what are y'all celebrating? So, well, my brother was dead. He was dead for four days and he came back to life. So we're yeah. gonna celebrate. But right. that's, that's something we're celebrating. <laughs> and so here's Mary. She pours out this perfume. She's crying. And it's written She almost
2: just matter of fact. Why well, not? So hang she. On, hang on, Jess, Let's take a break. So, one of the things we enjoy on the set here of Unashamed is our Black Rifle coffee. Uh, which we have been drinking since we started the podcast. Which I was looking back the other day, Jess. That's over two years now since we've been doing this, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, we we like these guys because they make really good coffee, but also it's a veteran-owned company, and so mm-hmm. it's a way to be able to say thanks to the guys who have served our country.
1: The last event I did, of uh, uh, somebody from the military brought me. A bag of Black
2: Rifle coffee. Did they? So. I've had a lot of people approach me, too, and said, you know, I'd never heard of it, but since you guys talk about it, I'm mm-hmm. drinking it now, and I really like it. So I, I think you'll really like it. You go to blackriflecoffee.com slash fill, and use the code fill at checkout, you're going to get 20% off your purchase. And also, that's your fir- you could do the same 20% off your first coffee club order, which is what we do. We have it just shipped here, and it shows up, you know, once a month with the coffee that we like. So that's a good way to do it. So fuel your summer with America's coffee, Black Rifle Coffee. Go to blackriflecoffee.com slash and use the code fill for 20% off. So <clears throat> Mary has gotten it because now she put
1: two and two together and thought, Jesus is here to die. He's going to come back. And that's why she's pouring out the perfume. She, she Somewhere in all the unspoken language of what's happened, she figured out that he is the son of God and he's going to die and for he's us, never
0: going to leave us <laughs>
1: and he's going to be resurrected so she's crying and she's pouring out perfume and Judas is over there like well we could have used this money to feed the poor. Yeah. Well, that that's flying all over. You know, John could and, and he made a good point. John's the one gospel out of the four. That's more of a reflective. He's looking back, putting the whole story there. And I never noticed this before, but his commentary was, because he's throwing in commentary where, like Judas says, but one of his disciples, Judas, who was later to betray him, so he threw that commentary mm-hmm. in. I mean, so, so don't get it. to like him. <laughs> it, so then he's giving you the facts. Plus well, he's giving you bad advice. Well, yeah, and then he objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold? And the money given to the poor, it was worth a year's wages. So that was the facts. Well, then here's the commentary. He didn't say this because he cared about the poor. <laughs> just let's just. I mean, he's basically you read between the lines. He's like he's a no good, low down scoundrel. Yeah. Uh, but he, but because he was a thief as a keeper of the money, and so then Jesus, which I love this line, says leave her alone, because you know that God recognizes us as uh, and sees our heart and i just the idea of him saying that in the spiritual struggle area i mean it really gives me joy you yep. leave him and i'm sure that's happened before you know where you're you're down here trying to help people you're serving you're sharing jesus or you're giving your money you're and then the spiritual forces of evil are upset and they start heaping Abuse on you and the idea of God. I'm talking modern day declaring to that world, hey, you leave him alone. I don't know. It was, he, he made a point about that, which I thought was good. So, so, that was kind of the story. And then the part about the water to the wilderness. So, this crowd in verse nine is here's about this a large crowd in verse nine of 12 found out that Jesus was there because, you know, a, a resurrection party. Gets out. Yeah. Word travels fast. They're doing, doing what kind of party is (laughs) his? I mean, of all the parties. And so not only because of their, and they came because they wanted to go to the party. Not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. But watch, watch the chief priest, watch their response. So they made plans to kill Lazarus as well. Do what? You're not listening. If you've
0: been resurrected,
1: (laughs) the point is they're hearing what's going on. They're not listening. (laughs) The party was him coming back, (laughs) and your plan is to kill him.
2: Kill him again. So this, oh Robert, and and kill the one that raised him. Yeah. So Robert, uh, Mede, just kill them all, and we'll
1: solve this whole thing. He said, hey. Robert Medee said, it was, I thought it was really funny. He said, hey, if I'm Lazarus, I'm like, I was dead. I'm alive. I got the T-shirt to prove it. What, this is your threat? So what he did there is then he went back to to John 11, and he was like, look at the unspoken sermons that led to this. And so, I mean, I'll give you the high points if I, I I jot you know this is one of them sermons where I started jotting down notes after a while because i was like boy this this is I haven't thought about this to in, in this way because and he was right we we usually go to the big points we go to John 11 where Lazarus been dead four days and she's like don't go in there there's an odor and we want that Lazarus come out let's get, we're good move on. But he's like, there's a lot of things in here that happen in this moment that can help us listen in the situations, because he, you know, he brought up a good point. Mary and Martha sent word to Jesus, and I don't know if you ever thought about it, but when they sent word, the statement was in chapter eleven, in verse three. The sisters sent a messenger because Jesus down here preaching, doing his thing. If you had been there, he wouldn't have Well, died. not first. First it said, they sent a messenger, and they said, tell him this. Because and, and, uh, this pastor had a really good point. It's like, we don't think about exactly what was said. We just hear what was said, and we're, we're not even listening. They said, Lord, the one you love is sick. Now, just think about that statement. What does that even mean? The one you love is sick. Because he's like, first of all, I thought, I thought I thought, Jesus loved everybody. But they're like, it's almost like they're after special treatment here. The one you love is sick. Did they express exactly what they want him to do about it? No. The one you love is sick. He's gone. So Jesus is like, okay, messenger, you tell him this. So he gives a response. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. Now, if you don't really think about that, you're like, well, what is that exactly? That's mean? clearing it all up. <laughs> so what ha- and so it's like God'll be glorified. So the messenger goes back. Well, what does he do? You, you kind of got to read behind uh between the lines. But well, what's he tell Mary and Martha? We're good. Right? Yeah. But Jesus said he wasn't gonna die. He's
2: not gonna He die didn't
1: he said, say that.
2: No, he said it won't He end said in death.
1: the the sickness will not end in death. So a couple days later, he he you know he keeps doing his ministry, and and the disciples weren't listening because he said, "Well, he he needs some sleep and everything will be all right." And st- they start talking about. His disciples reply, "Well, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better." Jesus had been speaking about his death, but his disciples thought he meant spiritual. I mean a uh, a uh, natural sleep. So once again, you see this. The difference in hearing and, and they, they weren't getting it. Nobody was getting it. Right. So then, so, so then he told the disciples, he tries to explain to them, still not getting. So then, verse 17, his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Look, he missed the funeral, the graveside. I mean, he died. So now you're right. They're hot because they think he's the son of God. They basically gave. Gave him a message. He gave a response. They're thinking he's wrong. Well, because they're looking at the situation, you know. And it was a really good point. They're like, God gave the word. He 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 spoke on it, but the circumstances were not. They couldn't see how he was right. They're like, well, he he, he said he wasn't going to die, and he's dead, and he's not here. So that's a that's a key point because they weren't listening to what he said. So Martha said in 21, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. So they're angry. And he did this whole thing about why we get angry at God, which I thought was really good. Because he's like, come on, if you would admit it, there's been times in your life where you're angry at God because what you read is not adding up with what's happening in your life. And you're mad. So he's like, you're like, well, I'm not gonna pray. You know, I'll show you. I'm not reading my Bible. Or I'll go to church, but I'll show up late. I mean, he went through these different things. You know, I mean, because you're angry, you're 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 mad. So, so then it says, but I know uh, in verse 22 that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said, your brother will rise again. And Martha's like, well, I'll know he'll rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Well, then he declares this. You know, I am the resurrection and the life, and y'all know the story. He eventually, weeps. Well, why does he weep? Even though he know, he knows he's gonna raise him from the dead. Well, his point was, he gave her the comfort in that statement: this sickness will not end in death. And basically, what his point was: we we put a period after the word death. I mean, the end is death. It's over. And here Jesus put a comma after death. Now it's on you that you didn't get that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if you trust him, that's what he said. Mm -hmm. And so you know, really the whole point was sometimes in your listening, you look at the circumstances and you got to find joy and trust from that water to the wilderness and the the persecutions that come because you know, look, this, this same thing is going to happen to us at our resurrection. So, and there's two things kind of going here. You have your spiritual resurrection. When you hear Jesus and you die and you're buried and you're raised, we went through Romans 6 in detail. Well, if you really believe that, then you trust, no matter what these circumstances are, you know, are coming. Right. So his whole point was, well, we want to heal him, and we want on our terms. Now we look at the situation, and we're like, Lord, you know, the one you love is sick. Right. I want help now, and if it doesn't work out like we want, well, guess what? Then we mad. Yeah. And we're not looking at the big picture so and, uh, and the truth. Let's truck. T-
2: take another break. So we we talk a lot about sleep on here, Jase, on our podcast because you spend, most people, you don't, but most people spend a third of their life sleeping. You're, yeah. you're about a quarter, I guess, because yeah. you, you, you do a little bit less. Dad and I are more, a third of my life I spend sleeping. I did take a four-hour nap. Yesterday. One to three, from one o'clock to three o'clock is
0: my best nap time. Mm-hmm. I don't care what I'm doing. <laughs> Worked all morning, but didn't do anything all morning. (laughs)
2: You're going to nap. One to three, you're (laughs) sleeping. One to three, I was taking a nap. Noted. Noted. So, obviously, that's at 75. At 55, not so much. Yeah. But you've always taken a nap. Taking a little nap. So, it's obviously important then that you have a good mattress if you're going to spend a lot of time sleeping, which most of us do and most people do. So, we have a uh, sponsor, Helix Sleep, that makes fantastic mattresses. Uh, Jason and I both have uh, plenty of them. And the good thing about them is that they send it to you. It's free. It's no contact delivery. There's free returns. You get a 100-night sleep trial to make sure that this mattress is for you. You go to their website, helixsleep.com slash unashamed. You're going to take a two-minute sleep quiz, which we did, and it's going to customize your mattress for the best sleep of your life. So they have a 10-year warranty. And like I said, you can try it out for 100 nights for free. Helix is also offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for Unashamed listeners. So check them out, helixsleep.com slash unashamed. That's helixsleep.com slash unashamed. Up to $200 off two free pillows and get a good night's sleep. And part of it too, Jays, is they, in their defense in the story, it's hard sometimes when you never experience So All they had seen Jesus do up to this point, was heal people. People would be sick, he'd heal them. Somebody's laying there, you know, they can't walk, all of a sudden they're running around. So their only experiences were that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, remember we talked about how great Abraham was because he reasoned to the resurrection. Obviously they weren't doing that because they thought the opportunity had been missed. And you're right, they didn't really listen to what he said. And it's the age-old... They couldn't reason to that. But but Abraham
0: did. (laughs) The age-old thought is... In other words, death and in, in, in peoples who the doubters in their mind, they still have not come up to grips. Jesus has destroyed. He too shared in their humanity, Ooh. so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, right. and free those who all their life were were were, were trapped right. because they because they. Their fear of death they say well that's 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 the end instead of the
2: beginning right which so, which is why I think the experience of Lazarus's resurrection to your point or to the pre- to the pastor's point is then what opened up the eyes to say, Oh, okay, I got it now." <laughs> So that's why she anointed is like, and that's why he said, you know, she's just prepared. He literally she's has primar- the power over yeah. death. And, but, and but, she knew he was going to come If back. you were
0: really listening, that's to, a hard concept to grasp for most human beings.
2: However, it
1: is. however, if you were really listening to what he did here when you're reading this, you'll realize that they were asking for healing without being specific. Got mad when it didn't happen. And he basically said, I love him so much that I'm going to give him the resurrection. That went way beyond healing. Yeah, oh. you, you just think of that. This only happened two other times in the New Testament where Jesus raised somebody <clears throat> from the dead. You know, one of them was he just touched the coffin. Yeah, the guy, of, what, the woman's the, son. Yeah, yeah. But, but just think about that because then all, all of a sudden I started thinking about all those times, thinking, well, that shows too that he changes the dead environment. You know that you find yourself in it it was almost like a different angle of giving you hope yeah it's like he'll resurrect you but he can also just take whatever environment that's creating death or or that you think of and so that that's when i i realized that because think about it from lazarus perspective i mean you're talking about boldness and a feeling of don't give her a I I guarantee he didn't wear a mask after that. <laughs> you know,
2: <laughs> he wasn't worried about death anymore. Well, he
1: just he just wasn't worried about it because, and that's why I think the point he was making is when you jump to John twelve and you see Mary down here pouring out the perfume. Well, if you really weren't wasn't listening in this John eleven, she's got it now. Yeah, she not only got what happened to her brother, she figured out. Because now she started looking in the future and she realized this is why he came. James, There's a why way to
0: you, live you're again. there? In other words, a, a proper understanding of what went on that day, in those few days, a proper understanding of that would really help and heal a mighty throng of individuals who live in the United States. Their greatest fear and what's motivating them were from the coronavirus to whatever is their fear of death sure i mean Mm. they will pass edicts you have to do this you have to do this the medical profession but all of this supersedes anything the medical profession could ever do yeah i would say this is beyond get the right medicines if he does this and this and that and the other he may live we think we can save and the you know you the cdc offers this and that and the other and the governments are running and and putting rules and regulations, trying to keep you alive, trying to keep you alive. They slaughter their own children, but then turn around and act like they're concerned. They're really concerned. They love animals, and and they somehow they still slaughter their own children. You know,
1: but well, it comes back to that Romans one. When you just, when you have those when you're not trusting God based on circumstance, and then you put animals next in the order of importance, and you yep. have humans third, what happens? <laughs> Chaos, mm-hmm. disorder, oh. Oh, evil yeah. behavior, yeah. Uh, gender questions. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. Everything gets wonky. Yep. Then yep. you're just focusing on the differences of everybody instead of what we have in common. I mean, you're not bringing people together. It's dividing. But it's all coming from that fear, yep. which is an anger which is what was was going on here. I thought about it. A te- he didn't read this, but I thought about that text in 1 John 4 because really this came from them wanting Jesus to respond according to their narrative. And when he didn't do that, well, they got mad. But I thought about 1 John 4. It made this verse jump out at me when it says verse 8, whoever does not love, does not know God because God is love. And what does it take to know God? You, you got to listen more deeply, which is why I brought up the point about parables. You got to be willing to search. You got to be willing to, when you, when you hear a sermon, I mean, people like me, I'm not very smart. So I have to have a notebook. I'm writing down notes because I'm not a good enough hearer or a listener just to halfway listen. And like, it's going to get in my brain. I mean, I got to be purposeful. To try to listen harder which is why i was really listening and it really excited me it and so then i started reading stuff like this i'm like i I, there's a difference in just hearing thinking you got it figured out because because there are i think i've proven that based on his sermon there was a lot of things going there that statements that didn't really make sense until you really deep down thought about it they were they were basically trying to get. They were using God as like a way for not for to to not allow any bad things to happen to him. Right. You know, He gives them something greater, and they missed it. I mean, He gave them an opportunity to.
2: Well, sometimes you know. I think people uh, just present the Bible in a certain way that to certain people who are willing to listen. They yeah. just, they, it hits them in a different way. It and does. this guy obviously it, does it, that it, for it you. Does. I mean, people have said the same thing about me, about other people I know, but not everybody's like that. So, you exactly. know, that's why we have our guys. We, um, let's take another break. Yeah. We were talking about uh, your father-in-law, uh, Jason, mother-in-law 50 years in a particular ministry. You know, 50 years is a big deal. I mean, you do something for 50 years even in the Bible, that's a big number. You know, that the Jubilee and 50 years is a marker. Of course, I guess when you get to be 75, to have 50 is like, eh, you know, try 60, 70. Seems
0: like a long time ago now.
2: <laughs> it, uh, so uh, one of our sponsors uh, is a company called American Home Shield. And they have been protecting households uh, for 50 years. Uh, kind of unexpected things that happen, you know, stuff that is going to be beyond your insurance. Uh, These guys give you that peace of mind and that coverage, uh, which is really good. So you might want to check these guys out. So for our listeners, one of the things you can check out at American Home Shield is uh, they're going to give you $50 off uh, for all listeners of our show, which is really good to check out these guys and see if it's something that can help you. Go right now to AHS. It's American Home Shield, but it's ahs.com slash fill. You get that $50, and also you get to find out about, you know, everything they can do to help you. Service fees, limitations, exclusions do apply. So see their plan for details. American Home Shield, you can be sure with the shield. That's ahs.com slash fill. I showed a clip recently, Jason Walling. It's a really funny story I found about, you know, something I was talking about, I used this as an illustration. But Jeff was like that. Every time I ever listened to Jeff Walling, mm. I always got a lot of good stuff. I mean, he had some of the more memorable sermons to yeah. me because he just has a way of presenting that I personally, it helps me dive deep, deeper, dive into. I just think that's the way the, the Lord But, worked, you know, to you your know? point, though, but, the best still, it's it's a person who in their experience of a moment that will speak if you're if you're listening to Jesus and what he's trying to teach you in a moment is way more powerful than a sermon or something else. I mean, the the personal impact, which is what that case was in, in the story with the resurrection of Lazarus. I mean, yeah. He had said all those things they weren't listening, but when it happened in real time, I got it now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, just a, it's an awesome it's story experiencing Jesus. But I've
1: read thousands of times. Well, I wanted to read this first John four. So then it says in verse nine, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. In verse 10 is what I was trying to get to. This is love. Not that we love God. I mean, for years I thought, why, why does it say that? I mean, but he's making the point that not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. It's not about how he can fix things for us. I think that's what he means. You know, it's, oh, I love God. Well, how come I got problems? How come he's not? He's like, yeah. no no matter what we do, he proved, he proved his love beyond our capabilities because he lived an innocent life and he gave his life for us. That is the definition of love and it's something that I could never do because I have flaws. Right. I, I can't even, I'm never going to get to that level no. of of love because I've been disqualified. Right. Even right. your
0: enemies, he said, love your enemies. You're like, love your enemies. How's that going to work out?
1: Yeah, it's one thing to hear that. It's another thing to listen. Cause yeah. I, oh. <laughs> That's Exactly right. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, so much- when the guy drove by and shot the neighborhood in that moment, it was hard <laughs> to have any warm and fuzzy feelings, which is fine. Yep. But at some point, I did realize, you know what, given the opportunity in his cell, you know, you, you shared Jesus. I think you were the first one to bring that up. You said I'd I share Jesus with him. And
2: well, there's, yeah, there's people in my life that, you know, have done things to me that were, you know, changed my life, were terrible things. And yet, at the end of the day, I hope they get it lined out. I mean, I you know I don't wish somebody going to hell on anybody, even people that I don't. Yeah. Well, well, the care
1: difference for. in Jesus and us yeah. is in all this story. They're mad. He didn't get offended. He just he he listened to him, and then he weeps. I mean, the first verse I ever learned in the Bible it was in this chapter and i didn't know anything else about anything surrounding circumstances i only learned it cuz it was two words jesus wept yeah is the easiest one to memorize but then then he weeps which is there's there's where the really the listening, i think goes to another level because they didn't listen they to they were him.
0: missing it and, it and he literally shed tears over he shed it he shed tears
1: over their pain and, and frustration and confusion and Even though he knew in a few minutes he was fixed him from the dead.
2: (laughs) Plus, I think it shows you the depth of how much he did love Lazarus. I mean, they said the one you love. So, you know, I mean, Jesus does love everybody, but he definitely had some people in his inner circle when he was on earth, especially during ministry, that he had a deep, deep well lover. but i think I the, the people my, put that
1: in perspective because they they notice that right but really i do think jesus has that deep a love for every individual he does. We 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 just notice it the from our caveat
0: perspective. was uh, that it gives a story power and they said lazarus is kind of like doing this taking these grave clothes off off <laughs> You know, yeah. he'd been dead, the shroud. He was wrapped it. up. Yeah, he like was like mummy. undoing all of it when he was walking toward him. Can you imagine uh, a dead man is just walking towards? you? He's getting his gray clothes off. Well, look,
1: well, look. He, he, that was his final point to his sermon.
0: I don't well, know when it finally got back around physical death to Lazarus, but he's one of the few that can say, yeah, I haven't been through this before, so I don't think he was worried about it, Do y'all.
2: It would, Well, it wasn't too long. It wasn't that many years because, yeah. you know, if he was if he was around Jesus' age, around 30, he'd probably got another 20 or 30 years, and that was it. Yeah. Well,
1: he made a good point. He really made a good point. I never thought about this before. So Jesus says, Lazarus, come out. Of course, you got to remember, Martha, still not getting it. He, well, he stinks. Yeah. And now this is when he made a transition into the spiritual part. You know, when you're trying to rescue dead people, it, it's, it's nasty. Yep. There's there's an odor that comes with the individuals that you're sharing Jesus with. So I thought that was a good illustration. But he also said when Jesus raised him up, he now think about it. He was dead, and he came back to life. Well, he could have put clothes on him. He could have taken the grave clothes out. If you can raise somebody from the dead, you could put them in a three-piece suit. He could have yep. introduced it right there. He yep. said, looky here. But what did he do? He said, Y'all help him. Well, I know that's not an accident. Because I think from a spiritual application, that's where the church comes in. He was he was planting the seed here. Dead people are coming back to life. That Romans six is in the book. You're gonna reenact this death, burial, and resurrection. What do we do when when the dead come and you share Jesus and they respond? And you rally around them as a community yep. and you get the grave clothes off. The line yep. he said is you don't want to be breathing again and still be bound. Yeah. Because
2: he's, well, he's alive, level. but now he can't. Well, he, he couldn't get out of it on his own. He couldn't get out of it <laughs> on his <laughs> he own. Was, he was, I
0: told he, that boy the other night, the other morning when I baptized him, he drove all the way down, he had his family with him and all that. We were standing down the riverbank, you know, and I was just hoping and i told them so in a prayer i just was hoping they could uh grasp the brevity of what just happened that bar coming all the way down here you know he participates in the death of jesus his burial and resurrection in a pool of water out in their old muddy river coming up you know but uh had the little kids there watching i said i hope y'all remember this day because it's the greatest day in your life that's for sure
2: and it was, it was. So blessed. let's let's take our last break. when I preached this uh, sermon, I, that's when that point is when I said it's not in the text, obviously, but I said Jesus looked at Martha and said, "Girl, hold your nose and watch this." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because it was like you, you're supposed to. You talking about stinking. I'm supposed to show you something Woo. that's beyond stank. You know, where's that verse? Uh, if the sun sets you free, you'll be free, free indeed. indeed. Where is
1: the? Uh, I'm looking, John eight thirty six. So he made a point that says, it, when it comes to being in Jesus in a new creation, because we reenact that death burial and resurrection, he he reenacted it before he physically died, buried and was raised in through Lazarus and his family, right? And Mary got it. I keep going back to that, Mary, because he's like, wherever the gospel is preached, this story is going to be told because she reasoned this power that he had done to our brother was he was going to do and that we were all eventually going to do. She she saw it from a dead, kind of like Abraham, yeah. you know, when he said, give Isaac, Isaac, yeah. and Abraham reasoned that he must get raised from the dead because I know his word is true, which is really what this, this comes down to. So then you had this pattern here of it was, he went from death to life to freedom. But he made a point because he didn't just say, I raised him from the dead and we went on to the next spot and kept going. He made a point to say, get them get those grave clothes off of He, he was bound. And so I, I like that idea of death, life, and freedom. Sun sets you free, you're free indeed, because really, you got the whole yeah, there's, of a lot of, there's a
0: lot of unwrapping going on there.
1: Well, it is. Well, because what's gonna happen? You need your freedom because you're fixed to go to the wilderness. You know, when you have the spiritual reenactment and baptism, you're headed toward
2: the wilderness. Yep. Well, and you quoted Hebrews too earlier. I mean, it really does free you from the fear of the slavery of death. That's right. And therefore, in everything. So I, I mean we we've talked a lot on here about the pandemic because everybody else has been talking about it, but really, and truly I've had no fear about it. I mean, Me I, I've, I've had concerns for people. I didn't want y'all to get it, you know, cause you're older, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just kind of like, I, I have had very little fear because I don't really worry about that. So we're no. going to die of something. So I mean, well, <laughs> you know,
1: exactly. well, yesterday I, you know, my sons were in for the weekend. We had some friends over and, it was it was a great weekend. They came for Larry's uh, 50 years. I mean, it's
2: kind of weird. It says he's retiring, but he's not retiring. He's just not on staff, I guess. Right. He's, he's not getting passed. So I told him yesterday, you, you know, Larry. Yeah, that was You don't day. really retire because you're just going to work for free. I mean, you, well, you we never quit doing this work. Jesus way. for free. Right. And yeah, I've been doing
1: that. Because, like, when people say, well, you go to events. But I tell them, I was like, I'm going to give you a duck call seminar for a nominal fee. <laughs> Which sure. has been paid, yeah. and thank you. That's but what I'm fixed to tell you now is, is <laughs> we doing this for free. I believe this. <laughs> <know>? So, <laughs> but what I wanted to say, just to bring it back, I know I've dominated this conversation, but I was so excited to hear this, and I, I, I just, I thought, I, I love it when, you, especially young preachers, go to the Gospels and read it. And read it, and read it, and try to say, you know what? How can I convey this to real people in a real, real way? And uh, I, I just, I loved it. So it's
0: much needed in our culture for exactly.
1: sure. Exactly. So I was going to read Ephesians six because I brought up about this third problem about being in this spiritual warfare and based on everything we've said because he says our struggle is not against flesh and blood. And really, God showed you that. He can raise you from the dead. I mean, he's, Lazarus come out. Don't don't get hung up on that or people who can cause that to happen to you to die. Don't or the coronavirus or whatever. All right, we'll we'll try to help. You know the culture, but we're we're not gonna put our our faith and trust in a, in a mask. I mean, I'm putting my faith in trust in the one we just read about so but then and when you have this idea of of the church rallying around the reason i went to ephesians because because it is about that you know in ephesians four he he goes through all the things that he set up with his church that we do and to help to help people do works of service and provide this community and so people come to jesus and they reenact what he did They die, they're buried, they're raised, and then the community comes around, they get the grave clothes off of him, and they unbind him. and For what? So that when the day of evil comes, you can stand, and then he starts talking about putting on the armor of God. All these things. Well, why do we need the armor of God? And because,
0: masks are not quite ar- as heavy yeah. as armor as you need. <laughs> that's exactly what
1: need. We need what, way more uh, than that. The last
0: that's, thing you're going to be looking for, where's my mask? That's, that's where I was along.
1: going with this. <laughs> well, The difference is if there's no resurrection, look, wear the mask and, and put your hope and trust in for you might extend your life for a small period of time. So if there is a resurrection, you can wear the mask, to for, as a courtesy for, for our culture. But on top of the mask, we've got, what do we have? We have the belt of truth buckled around our waist, even though our circumstances may not look like the truth God is speaking. We know maybe we're not listening good enough. Uh, the breastplate of righteousness, you just think, that's what our culture needs, people around doing doing righteous things, things that are good. You know, uh, the feet with the fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of, of peace, the shield of faith. And y'all, I mean, y'all know the helmet of salvation. Y'all know where it was going. And then you have this communication with God through prayer.
2: I mean, I just i don't know. It, it was a, it was a good, it was a good one. It mm-hmm. was good. It's, it's good to share with yeah. so, so I told Larry yesterday, dad, that, you know, Captain America retired on the Marvel movies. I said you know why because it's exhausting to try to spend your whole life trying to save the world. You know even a Captain America, you know, retired in the movies. But that's what we do when you commit your life to the gospel and 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 other people knowing about the gospel. And so you literally live your whole life trying to share with people what God did to you and for you. And I think that's the whole actually, idea. Actually, it's all about them, not you. That's right. You're a servant. I mean that's what you're called to. Which you you mentioned Paul, or he totally got that and saw it. But it was really interesting because I wondered how many how many people did the apostle Paul administer the forty lashes minus one, which was their version of that was legally that's you had to only give them thirty nine, you couldn't give them it was forty minus one, so thirty nine lashes across somebody's back for being a Christian. And then I thought about in Second Corinthians twelve, you were I mean eleven, you were talking about him, earlier. He said five times I received the from the Jews the 40 lashes minus 1 and then he goes on to describe a bunch of other bad stuff that they happened to him. Were beating the fire at him. Yeah, but he was the one that used to administer the beatings and now he's the one receiving the beatings because right. of his faith. And so yep. you made a good point about that. I think the idea is is that once you become a servant in that wilderness as jace mentioned you're gonna you're gonna have some trouble well you you need this community look this weekend we had our friends
1: i've i brought them up before uh the van normans uh casey with a k she's a she does speeches like i did what what a story she has writes books she she has a new one i'm gonna recommend it's called nothing wasted so if you wanna if you wanna uh you know, buy it for a present or I mean I don't recommend many
2: books. It's good. But we should have th- her on the podcast sometimes. You know what we should story.
1: do is have her and Missy because they're yeah. You know, I, I hang out with her hub, hubby mainly, Justin. He looks like he has everything but a horse. <laughs> you know, he's got <laughs> he the must hat. be from Texas. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but they but what I was gonna say is they came over and but they were just they listened. They they were I, I realized about halfway through the weekend, I thought, these people are trying to help me. And I need it. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. like, Whoa, what? I mean you're you're plugged in, but everybody needs that community yes, of sir. people asking not the easy questions but difficult questions. I thought these people are just here.
2: Loving on me. Try This is a good point, Jace, to always be open to new community and new friends. Cause sometimes people yeah. say, like, you know, I got all the friends I need. I don't need a new community. But you never know when the next person you meet, I mean you just met y'all just met these people within the last, you know, couple of years. Yeah. So sometimes well, I'm I about have, five years. There you know?
0: therefore when when all of the our listeners, and we have a constant stream of them, uh basically doubting doubting a doubt they got doubts about jesus doubts about their own life doubts about their hope just remember the apostle paul we work hard with our own hands when we are cursed we bless when we are persecuted we endure it when we are slandered we answer kindly up to this moment we have become the scum of the earth and the refuse of the world i mean he got caught a lot of flack over what he was doing, and he never wavered. Yep. All the way to, where do you want me to put my head? Where? Right here? Okay. He yep. he, he he didn't run and scream and say, well, I can't believe God is having me be and beheaded. I mean, that's a pretty tough way to go, Al. And you listen to what he was saying. He didn't fear it. Right. He right. just
2: didn't fear it. Exactly right. That's a perfect one to end on. We're out of time.